Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Thank you. Thank you, audience, for staying on. There's 15 minutes. Uh, this guy is a podcaster. Believe it or not, the number one news talk station in the nation. We got a podcaster on, substituting for Bill O'Reilly. You seems to take a lot of days off lately. And uh, he says he has a new goal in life, uh, Macedonian Phil. I'll tell him what he can do. Uh, Mike Slater, why don't you go sleep on the night of the seven fishes in Jamaica Bay and don't surface again. Yeah, where did we find this guy? Oh, the podcast. Uh, my new goal in life is... Uh, you should have been a priest, pal. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Cardinal Dolan and this perv Jesuit in the Vatican coming up. You don't want to miss it. Oh, my God. Speaking of the um, Night of the Seven Fishes, yes, tomorrow I know you're not looking forward to me being here, Lou, but I'll be here 705 and Macedonia Phil. You let Sid know because I'm going to be bringing you some presents, and it's not coal and wood in your stockings. To be continued, last night, a dishonorable man, the most dishonorable of the many crooks up in Albany, both Democrats and Republicans, it is, without a doubt, the most crooked state in America, more crooked than the Soprano State in New Jersey, more crooked than M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, Mississippi, is not a state. That is comparable, not even Illinois. And once again, we saw the crookedness service. You had, uh, you had Hasty, Carl Hasty, who is um, a crooked uh, speaker of the assembly, a supermajority of Democrats. And he has insisted that a hero, an honorable man, a Chinese American who had served two tours of duty in war, who has served America in time of peace, who I can speak to you, Lester Chang, who won his assembly seat. By the way, are we ever going to fix this uh, this microphone? We got freaking masking tape on a microphone at the number one news talk station in the nation. Do I have to ask Sandy Claus to maybe bring a new microphone? This is unbelievable. Anyway, it causes me to digress from a real hero's hero, and that's Lester Chang, who won an assembly district in Brooklyn, fair and square, against a Democrat who had been there almost for life, Peter Abate Jr., 36 years, a poster child for term limits. That area included parts of Dyker Heights, Bensonhurst. It included parts of Sunset Park and Borough Park. He won it fair and square. And then all of a sudden, the Democrats, through Carl Hasty, say, wait a second. We're not going to sit you in January when a new session is gaveled in. In fact, we're going to block you, Lester Chang, from taking a seat in our assembly, maybe because he doesn't pass the crooked test. you got to be really crooked for Carl Hasty. But no, they're challenging where he lived. 
at the time that you had to file your papers in order to qualify. And clearly they didn't challenge him in the primary, the Republican primary. They didn't challenge him in the general election. The only reason they're challenging him, because against all odds, Lester Chang won with no money, with only the support of the Brooklyn GOP, myself and others. He went out there door to door with a legion of supporters, a lot of younger Asian and Chinese Americans from high school and college. And they went into all neighborhoods. He got the Italian vote. He got the uh, Orthodox Jewish vote and most importantly, the growing Chinese vote. He was the winner on election night. And yesterday, Carl Hastie summoned his inquisitor, his Tom Hagen, his consigliere of the crooked Bronx Democratic machine, to be his inquisitor in Albany to prevent Lester Chang from being seated. Here was Stanley, the slime schlein. That's his nickname. That's what he has been for years. Who, by the way, was a court-appointed guardian and evaluator, which gets named by judges in the Bronx, Manhattan, and Westchester to deal with probate and surrogate issues. And guess what? He was removed. He was banned by the New York State court officials for accepting guardianships and other judicial appointments with conduct that was incompatible with the appointment, which would suggest that he might have stolen money from his client's estate. I'm not saying he did. But all of a sudden, they banned him. They said, you're out. So this guy is Stanley the Slime Schlein. He is questioning Lester Chang's residency which is pertinent to him taking his seat. And yet nobody brought up the fact that in 1999, this Stan Stanley, the slime slime, represented the Bronx District Attorney, Robert Johnson, a Democrat who was living in Westchester. That's right, he was living in Westchester, which was illegal. He defended him. Then in 1996, as part of being the consigliere to the corrupt Bronx Democratic machine, he represented Pedro Espada Jr., who was living out in the open, right there in Mamaronac in Westchester, overlooking the Long Island Sound, was caught there actually sitting at his pool, sunning himself, when a deluge of reporters came up on him and said, Pedro, you're supposed to be living in Bedford Park at a co-op. Nobody has ever seen you there. And you know what he said? Talk to my lawyer, Stanley Schlein. And guess what? From that Pedro Espada Jr. became the majority leader of the Democrats in the state Senate. Look at the linkage of corruption. Malcolm Smith went to jail. John Sampson went to jail. Pedro Espada Jr. went to jail. It's one corrupt cabal. And by the way, Stanley the Slime Schlein, the inquisitor of Lester Chang, was mentored by the most corrupt of all Bronx County chairman of the Democratic Party over the years, Stanley Friedman who went to jail after he was prosecuted by Rudy Giuliani, who had to go all the way up to Bridgeport, Connecticut, in in order to do it because they wanted to change a venue. I mean, it reeks of corruption. So you say to yourself, Stanley, why would you take on this assignment? Why? Because, quite frankly, you need to understand that Carl Hastie yanks Stanley Schlein's chain and blows in his ear. And in fact, there was a time when Robert Johnson, the DA, this is the quid quo quo between the corrupt Bronx County Democrats. They scratch each other's belly. Robert Johnson was a DA. He did not prosecute Carl Hastie, 
who was just an assemblyman at that time, from making $200,000 from the sale of a home that Hastie's mother bought with funds that she stole from a nonprofit she worked in. So you see, Bronx Democrats, they could do anything. Democrats, they could do anything. Democrats could live uh, outside of their district, like in the case of Robert Johnson, who was DA. He was living in Westchester. Like in the case of the very corrupt Pedro Espada Jr., who was openly living in Mamaronac in Westchester, right on the Long Island Sound, sunning himself outside in the pool for all to see, defiant, brazen, and yet telling everybody that he, he had a co-op apartment in Bedford Park. He never, ever, ever lived there. And to Lester's credit, he stood there. They were barraging him with questions. Then they brought Democrats, uh, assembly members from Brooklyn, ask him geographical questions that only somebody born and raised in Brooklyn could answer, and he knocked it out of the park. I mean, they asked him what subway line he took, where he shopped. Uh, what lo- I mean, he was magnificent, but they are intent that on January 1st, when the new legislative session is gaveled in, and it's out with the old and in with the new, that these Democrats will actually stand outside like a garrison, preventing the Honorable Lester Chang from being the first Asian-American Republican ever seated in the Assembly. And that is a double disgraziata, that is a double shanda. Let me make mention that his opponent, Peter Abate Jr., at a 9-11 commemoration, while Lester Chang stood there in his Navy whites, 24 years of service in the Navy, two tours of duty in war, said, looked over to Lester Chang in front of everybody assembled and said, Lester, don't you think it's kind of early to be wearing your Halloween costume? I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen. And then to think that as they are putting Lester Chang through an inquisition, through Stanley the Slime Schlime, they're all up there for a special session because they're going to give themselves a pay raise, both in the Assembly and in the State Senate. And Kathy Crime Wave Hochul, the governor, has failed to tie the New York lawmakers' races to tougher bail laws because it's all about, hey, we'll have a special session to enrich ourselves. We'll have a special session to make sure that we can get outside income. But hell if we have a special session to deal with a no-cash bail in New York, which is killing New York from Buffalo to Brooklyn. Not interested in that. Meantime, on the national level, simultaneously, both the Senate and the House will be passing a $1.7 trillion spending bill so that the government can continue to print print money and so that the government can continue to operate until next fall. But nothing for border security. Nothing. We'll be talking about the border momentarily. Absolutely not a nickel, dime, or penny for increased border security. We are now going to be $34 trillion in debt at the national level. And both the Republicans and the Democrats have committed a shanda and udiscraziata because somebody's going to have to pay this bill. It's not going to be in our lifetime. We'll be dead and buried. We'll either be cremated or six feet under in a pine box or if... You're like me, maybe in a cardboard box, depending on your fiscal uh, standing. But this is so unfair, and we just keep doing it over and over and over. And then, on the Hill, the brand-new majority leader 
of the Democrats, maybe soon to become Speaker of the House once the Democrats have the majority, because, you know, it rotates back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Here he is, Hakeem Jeffries, in his first statement, and it had nothing to do about uh, increasing the debt to $34 trillion. It had nothing to do with uh, Zelensky coming before uh, combined houses for a speech yesterday. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, Lou, that when Zelensky was walking outside uh, and he was in between uh, the president, Joe Biden, and Mrs. Biden, did you see uh, Joe Biden cop a Did you see him grab him on his ass? I mean, my God. A president perves everybody. You got to keep... Girls away from him, you got to keep women away from him, and maybe you got to keep men leaders away from him, like Macron. And in this case, Zelensky, there's a picture out there where you can see, clearly see the president grabbing his cheek, his butt cheek. Meantime, here was Hakeem Jeffries saying what I've been saying. But a lot of Republicans refuse to say. Right now, Joe Santos appears to be in the witness protection program. No one can find him. George Santos, who had won the district originally, that was um, Tom Swazi's. He won it uh, against Zimmerman. And it turns out that his entire resume from birth to this very day, I think he's either 32 or 34, is all fraudulent. It's all a fraud. Nothing is true, and nobody can find George Santos. Nobody. And at the very time he was professing to be gay, this is the new wrinkle here, Macedonia and Phil, this will flip your wig. He was married to a woman, and apparently was shacked up with a guy, he claims, for 10 years, and they had four doggies. Oh, my God, there's nothing about this guy's life that is true. And then up next, we're going to have to talk about Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Now, you do know, Lou, that the uh, the soundbite that we always play, could you play that soundbite for me of Eric Adams who talks about it's all about the money? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. A lot of people still ask me, where did you get that cut? When did Eric Adams say that? Did he say it as mayor? Did he say it uh, when he was running for the mayoralty? Did he say it as Brooklyn Borough president when he was cutting ribbons and doing nothing for eight years? No, he actually said it when he was elected state senator representing parts of Crown Heights in Bed-Stuy. He had replaced Marty Markowitz, who went on to become the Brooklyn Borough president. It's almost like they swapped out. And his very first statement, before his fellow state senators, after he had been sworn into office as a rookie state senator, was the following. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Isn't that what it's all about in Albany, in Trenton, and obviously in Washington, D.C.? Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small be in America. Now let me get this straight, Lou and uh, Macedonian Phil. I just heard that Stunard. Chris Libertine. So they clawed back. They took six hours from me, 12 midnight to 6 in the morning Sunday. And, te- and he tells me, I said, well, 
What are you doing, Chris? Oh, well, you know, the kids want to want to be listening when Santa arrives. I said, uh, are you a jadru? Uh, are you a person in no consequence? There are no children listening to WABC between 12 midnight and 6 in the morning on Saturday. The only reason a child would be listening is because they have to because they're in the back of the car and their parents are listening or their grandparents are listening and then it's required listening. Oh my god, who do you think who do you think people would listen to more? Me for 6 hours until I take you to the break of dawn Christmas morning or a series of um, our hosts and hostesses uh, imitating Santa going, ho, 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 like the miracle on 34th Street. Oh, man, I'm going to I'm gonna be dealing with Chris Libertini on this. But let's deal with the number one issue, bar none. And that is the continued invasion of illegal aliens encouraged by the Democrats. There's no doubt about it. I can't say it enough. Listen to the schmuck to putz Chuck E. Cheese Schumer who after months of not seeing anything about the invasion and nothing being done to stop them at the border, now that most are from socialists and communist countries, from Venezuela, Maduro's Venezuela, from behind the sugarcane curtain of Fidel and Raul Castro, and from uh, Daniel Ortega's Nicaragua, they're coming by the hundreds, by the thousands, by the tens of thousands, and finally, in the last 10 days, the Schmachtenputz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, finally acknowledged why he's in favor of this and why he and the Democrats want to let in more. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Oh, how many there are? He has no idea. As they come across by the thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Like uh, Congressman Jordan in Ohio said yesterday in response to that, he said, hey, how about hiring Americans? You know, there's still a lot of Americans who don't have jobs. You think we might hire Americans, but of course, Americans are not important. You think uh, Americans are important uh, as they continue to sit shiver for the illegal alien who came into the city from Venezuela, was housed in a uh, housing shelter uh, by the city in, uh, in Queens, who committed suicide as they continue to sit shiver for him. 22 members of the military, former members of the military, commit suicide each and every day. You never hear anything from them about that. But anyway, remember, because uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is like uh, all politicians, I don't care if they're Democrats and Republicans, they think that all of you are stupid, that you can't remember what was said five minutes ago, five days ago, five weeks ago, or five months ago. Remember how he was playing Santa Claus with our money when the first illegals arrived from Venezuela after he had a conversation with the El Paso mayor, the Democrat, and he welcomed them. Remember? Let's have immediate 
translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Uh, that is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. <laughs> that sure sounds to me like he was playing Santa Claus with our money. That's just three months ago. Now, all of a sudden, listen to his pivot and shift, what we used to call an old flip-flop, because he's banking on the fact that none of you will remember when he was saying, Andale, Andale, who's your Papa Chulo? I am Eric Adams in the $5,000 customized suit. Who's your daddy? Eric Adams is. People are saying, give free telephones, free MetroCard, free this, free this, free this, free this. Everyday New Yorkers don't have free telephones. Everyday New Yorkers don't have free MetroCards. Everyday New Yorkers are not given free places to live. Wow. Now all of a sudden, a realization of that, huh? Do you not remember? Hey, Frankie Diaz and Noam Later, do your work. Don't you remember it was Eric Adams and the city administration that invited the illegal aliens from Venezuela once they hit the Port Authority, once they were housed in one of 60 hotel motels, Holiday Inn Expresses that we're paying for. Uh, they were brought up by bus to Lincoln Hospital, and outside of Lincoln Hospital, they were given a swag bag. And they were given a swag bag with Obama phones, with video games, with apparel, with all kinds of tchotchkes and goodies that most New Yorkers who are living on the edge don't get. And who gave that to them? Not the city of New York, not Eric Adams. He gave it to them through us because we pay for all of this. And now all of a sudden, it's like an etch sketch He does not want you to remember. He transported those illegal aliens up to Lincoln Hospital. He had an entire Sunday in which they were giving them all swag bags, starting with Obama phones. And then, to his credit, as a great guy out there, he goes 24-7, 365 from Los Angeles. He does the program Smoke and Scan, Damon Heller. You want to you want to follow guys like him because they'll tell you the real deal. They let the camera do the talking instead of the networks or even the twenty four hour cable uh, networks who always have a slant and always uh, they're short of time. Well, what he does is he takes advantage of cameras that are already planted in these locations, and especially in El Paso now, all along the border, you have the Rio Grande that separates Juarez, that's controlled by the narco-terrorists, and on the other side is El Paso, and there's the bridge that connects it. So there's a camera that's set up there, and he's actually describing on video, just hours ago, how an illegal alien from Venezuela is crossing back over after he's gone to El Paso. Nobody stops him. He's coming back over, and Lou, guess what he's carrying with him back to Juarez to the other illegals from Venezuela? Does he have pizzas? Dude, he does. He has two pizzas and f***ing food right there. <laughs> Four of the devil's cheese and sausage. Right here, dude. <laughs> Look at him. Hey, lunche. Hey, lunche. He's got two pizzas and, like, it looks Ande? like two meals. Look at that. So he's from Venezuela. He's singing lunch to his people from over there. There you go. See, he's Venezuelan. 
Yeah. Went and got two pizzas, oh, yeah. probably some wings, some chicken wings. They're the most hated people right now. No be lying. Ni esta, no los quiere mexicano. No quiere nadie. Nadie, ¿por qué no? Ni 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 Maduro no quiere. Ni su propio presidente. Nadie no quiere. Dile no a comunismo. No a comunismo. No a comunismo. A socialismo tampoco, ¿verdad? Ah, eso. So he said that his own president doesn't even want him. <laughs> well, his president's a piece of shit in Venezuela. The Venezuelan people are hurting, going through a bunch of shit because of him. Ah, did you see that? Macedonian Phil, the guy, crosses over the Rio Grande from Juarez to El Paso. He goes and he buys pizza and wings, and then he walks back over to the Rio Grande to the other Venezuelans who are waiting to bum rush across. This is all on film. And nobody's doing anything to stop them. Not because they don't want to. Lemigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE. But because they've been vilified by the Democrats, as you remember. Uh, oh, man. Andrew Evil Ice Cuomo. King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo. Uh, King Cuomo I. Remember when he called ICE thugs? Yeah, thugs. Not MS-13. Not any gangbangers. He called ICE thugs. But I want you to hear Santa Claus, because remember, it's Miracle on 34th Street. And by the way, we're going to get into that in the next segment when I do the Sid rap, because we got to say Macedonian Phil. But apparently, Cardinal Dolan of the Archdiocese is ready to have a blowout Christmas extravaganza for all the illegal aliens that he's welcomed into New York City on our dime. These just aren't cases. These just aren't, uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey. But yet they're filled. There's, I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. No, the church hasn't been there. We've been there, the taxpayers. It's now official that out of all the NGOs that have been contracted to help the illegal aliens in their trek up to New York, the Catholic Charities receives the most money. They're the ones paying for the bus fares. They're the ones paying for the uh, jet fares. They're the ones putting them on trains. And it's our money, not the Catholic Church's money. No, not Catholic Charities' money. It's our money. They're an NGO. Meantime, you would think uh, that Cardinal Dolan and the Roman Catholic Church would be thinking of other things. Like what's going out in the Vatican where they don't let any illegal aliens into the Vatican. Oh, no. And let's face it. Uh, Italy is swamped with illegal aliens uh, from uh, the Balkans to North Africa if they come and they knock on the Vatican's door, they turn away. But they got a lot of pervs there in the Vatican, and here's another one. A Jesuit priest close to Pope Francis, who should be retiring, right? He's 83. Hey, Messi won for Argentina the World Cup. It's time to retire and go back to Argentina where you prefer Che Guevara than you did to Jesus Christ. But anyway, this guy has been very close to uh, Pope Francis. And all of a sudden, nuns came up and complained about him and said that he was having three-way relationships, menage a with nuns. And he was telling the nuns that this three-way relationship was very similar to God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, right? This guy is the worst of the worst. 
So the nuns kept filing complaints, and then finally, the Vatican's Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith excommunicated this Jesuit priest in May of 2020, but then lifted that order the same month and declined to prosecute him, even after nine more nuns came forward a year later with similar allegations. And what did they say in defense of this perv, or the many pervs who were at the Vatican and throughout the Catholic Church? He said, well, actually, the Vatican Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith said, well, these cases fell outside the statute of limitations and were too old to prosecute because they mainly took place in the 90s. Hey, Cardinal Dolan, the rest of the Catholic Church leadership, pay attention to your own house and control your perversion. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Time to raise the roof. And I'll bet you there were three subjects that were not even touched upon or discussed by Sid Rosenberg and friends. Because obviously he did not have his fiend or foe in uh, the studio, as I will be tomorrow at 7.05. Remember, every Monday at 7.05 in the morning and every Friday at 7.05. And they're not going to be able to keep me out. By the way, I'm bearing gifts for you, Lou, tomorrow, and for Justin Ellick, uh, the producer of the show, and for Macedonian Phil, because they have no idea what's going on Saturday night. No idea. They're all stunards. And especially for Sid Rosenberg, who always wanted to be Italian. If he could have been birthed again, he would choose not to be born a Jew, but to be born an Italian with crucifixes around his neck. In fact, uh, Lou, don't tell me he's going to the Midnight Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral because if he puts his finger in the holy water dish, it'll be like Al Pacino in Devil's Advocate. It'll start boiling. But anyway, let's get down to it. Uh, Macedonian Phil, I'm assuming uh, that uh, Sid did not discuss how his newfound friendship with Eric Adams could have been dissolved over the mask issue since Eric Adams is now demanding that everybody in New York City wear a mask indoors, right? He did not discuss that. Of course he didn't. Because that would have broken up their relationship. I've heard from a little birdie that uh, Sid will be at Bo Deedle's uh, annual Christmas party. I certainly was not invited. And apparently Eric Adams will be there. And they'll all be dancing the Tarantella and the horror because they kiss each other's tuchuses. Number two, I'll bet you, Lou, he did not mention Sam Bankman-Fried. Never mention anybody with three names. Never trust them. As his his girlfriend uh, decided to throw him under the bus for stealing $32 billion at FTX, which used to be Sam Coins and are now Scam Coins. And I know for a fact that you didn't talk about Wells Fargo stealing $4 billion of uh, people's monies who were invested in Wells Fargo by a number of means, and nobody's going to jail there. No, they never do. The banks are too big to fail, right? right, right. So let's get right down to it. This is for you, Macedonian Phil. The mayor of the city of New York, 
doubled down yesterday on his mental health initiative to remove men and women from the subways, the parks, and the streets who are showing that they are disabled mentally. I think you guys and ladies falsely reported our story and gave the impression to New Yorkers that whoever's dealing with a mental health illness, they're going to be rounded up and placed in a mental institution. All right, we understand that. And pay attention, Macedonia Phil, because he said the first people that will be rounded up will exhibit this kind of uh, behavior. The shadow boxer on the street corner in Midtown mumbling to himself as he jabs at an invisible adversary. That's you, Macedonian Phil. you got to understand, whereas the majority of the people who will be swept up and brought into an asylum for that are blacks, some Hispanics. Uh, there'll be a minimal uh, amount of white guys because white guys are smart enough not to shadow box out in the streets because uh, some black guy, right, who was either a professional boxer or an amateur boxer or was slap boxing in prison will step to them and knock them right out. But for some strange reason, Macedonian Phil, when he walks or runs through the streets of Bushwick to come to the show, and he always seems to be late taking the L train, the lousy line, um, shadow boxes. Boy, I'm telling you, you're going to beat the quota. You're going to be the quota. There's no doubt about it. They need a quota of white guys, and you're going to be the quota. By the way, just look at that movie this uh, Christmas season. I'm going to cut it up and actually uh, play it uh, Saturday morning from 12 midnight to 6. Thank God Chris Libertini isn't isn't trying to take uh, those six hours from me to the break of dawn. If... The guy playing Santa Claus in the miracle of 34th Street were around today walking in the streets, walking into Macy's, walking everywhere and claiming he was Santa Claus. Remember, only only the kid believed him. He would be swept up. He'd be taken for a psychiatric uh, observation under the new rules and regulations of Eric Adams. And probably put in an asylum. I want you to think that. And then, of course, it was quite festive because tonight... For a few hours, there'll be the annual WABC Christmas party. And um, naturally, uh, what was it, Lou? You were going to give a gift, I think, to uh, Eric Adams, uh, who's expected maybe to actually drop in after he drops in to his very dear friend, Bo Dealer, Dito, and they swap spit. Did you just give out like a dime yeah. bag of weed or something, bro? Yeah. That's what I said. The most- Two dime bags of weed. Eric Adams will come. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not trading this. That's that's gonna be mine. That's mine. That is mine. I am the hip hop mayor. Very good, Lou. I can see you have not forsaken me. You have not gone over to the dark side. You have not joined Sid Rosenberg, Bo Deedle, Congressman Peter King, and uh, oh man, Dove Hiking, in embracing Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. But it is interesting uh, as we cruise into what they call this uh, Arctic uh, bomb blast or whatever they're referring to it as. For those of you who care about animals the way my wife Nancy does and I do, understand that it's tough times for animals who live outside under normal conditions. But especially for cats and dogs and others, this... um, Arctic blast that is going to hit us, not as severely as it will other parts of the country, where temperatures will be uh, below sub-zero. 
but you gotta you gotta be concerned with them if you have the little boxes for the cats. Make sure they're warmed up. Make sure there's water outside because it'll freeze up. They need the water. Try to make their life as comfortable as possible because they're going to have to hunker down over a period of maybe two, three days uh, against uh, incredible odds, and some of them, unfortunately, will not survive. Do it now before the rains start coming down heavily, and imagine what it's going to be like for them if they're outside and they're wet, and then all of a sudden that Arctic blast comes. Don't just think of yourself. Think about our furry little friends, the dogs and cats and the other animals who are outdoors in this Michigash.